So excited. Break, break, break. Seriously. Welcome once again to Chill Filter, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should, and you probably are, and that's why we like you. Another round, another week, another whiskey, and same co-host as last time, and that's right, he's the official new co-host, he's Brian Rapp, but before we get to Brian Rapp, before we get to anything whiskey-related or life-related, let's talk about some business. Uh, we got a Patreon and that Patreon is dope. And I think the people that are hanging in there on Patreon are realizing that it's still dope. As, as of yesterday, uh, the courier went out from my place to say, Hey, uh, we got samples and courier left and said, thank you, sir. Thank you, Cole. And, uh, I'm heading to certain great Patreon people to bring them drink along samples. So, um, that is a great way to support us is on patreon.com. If you're at the $10 tier or more, you can participate in these drink-alongs. And, well, you could always participate in drink-alongs. Uh, but being able to be couriered samples from Cole is a whole nother beauty uh, that comes at the $10 tier or more. So um, that's the business for this week. Uh, let's see. Yeah. I believe good, good week. we yeah. have a new beautiful Patreon supporter, too. We do. Why don't you introduce this this beautiful man? So uh, about a week ago, we got a notification that we got a new Patreon supporter mm-hmm. going by the name of Brian Duncan. Yeah. Brian Duncan subscribed to the $10 tier and paid for an annual subscription. So he is locked in, ready to go for the next 12 drink alongs. Yeah. And he's got um, he's got the the chill filtered stemless skin Karen coming his way. Hey, yeah, fantastic. So. Mm-hmm. As well as other goodies. So, yeah. So, tell me about your week. What you been up to? Oh, man. It's been weird. Okay. So, I'm at my new job. I'm working from home. It's been good, but it's been weirdly like chill, like too chill. And I don't filtered. like it. Yeah. Chill filtered. Yeah. Yeah. But not drinking at work. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, not that. Yeah. I think. No, actually, my last, my first company was bad, or it was, was like, okay, like, about, like, it we weren't okay. You don't never should drink at work. But they were like, you know, if it's off hours, like, you can drink, whatever. My second company is like, all bets are off. You can drink whenever you want. You can drink at your lunch. You can, like, they didn't say that, but they didn't say not to. Yeah. And so right. people would. Like, I went out to lunch with, with coworkers, and they would be like, hey, I'll grab a beer while I'm out. Yeah. And then my company now is like zero tolerance, uh, which, you know, I don't mind. It's not like I'm actually going to drink at work. My first company would be like after like especially during covid. It was like after work events where we do like virtual bingo, not bingo. What do you call it? Like virtual trivia and stuff like that. Mm. And so we'd all like grab a beer or something like that while we were at the after work, not related to work thing right but then my right. last company. Yeah, like I said, but then this company's like I wouldn't even like mess with it based on what I've read in, in the employee handbook and stuff which that's not a struggle for me to drink at work so right um yeah my work is uh defense sector so absolute zero tolerance <laughs> nobody's <laughs> nobody's getting a beer at lunch um, what about ha- like do you guys ever do like happy hours or anything like that yeah yeah after work okay. and mm, so totally. it's totally unrelated it's just a mm-hmm. collection of random people going to a bar after totally. work to- totally yeah but um, know each other from something yeah right okay. yeah sure sure mm-hmm. 
uh, we, um, the, before my company got bought out and it was mm. a smaller, much, much, uh, smaller business, uh, uh-huh. they used to actually like bring in kegs into the courtyard wow. in the middle of the building and, and That's like, uh, once a month or something, have a, have a party where they'd even supply beer and food and uh-huh. everything too. But, uh, I didn't, I wasn't around early enough for that. I joined when we were part of the larger Oh, gotcha. mega company now so yeah yeah. That, that that mega company has bought out a lot of smaller companies yeah yeah i knew a guy out. who worked out of a denver company and i won't mention the name but um mm. it was like at least he worked in denver i think it probably had multiple locations but it got bought out by the bigger company and yeah now yeah. he works for the bigger company yeah <laughs> he's actually a good friend of brandon's uh they that's, went to school together that's cool at uh I think he got bought out. No, it didn't get bought out. I think it's a very separate <laughs> company now that I think about it. I think my friend who worked there started working for the company you work for. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. So now that I think about it. So yeah. how was your week? Uh, yeah, it was good. Not a lot going on. Um, and then just uh, today was just a whirlwind of yeah. just a million things Including going on. Including dental so, visit. Yeah, I know, right? I yeah, my teeth are looking extra white today. If you're watching Super on YouTube, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I ended up um, catching this deal on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so every Christmas, Costco mm-hmm. does this deal where it's like if you buy three scotches, you get you get twenty dollars off each. You have totally. to buy three, and okay. then you end up with a total of sixty dollar discount. Mm-hmm. And I don't know; it's got to be a price mistake. I don't know. What Did you actually pull the trigger? Did it work? So I did. Well, were, okay, so explain it. I, I cut you off, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, no, no. There were four scotches. Uh yeah. see if I remember. Lagavulin 16, nice. Oban 14, Ooh, um, Talisker 10, and Johnny Walker Gold. Gold, gotcha. And uh for some reason, if you did a same day delivery through Instacart, it was sixty dollars off each per, bottle, each and every bottle. bottle. Yeah, so I threw <laughs> of one of off. each. Yeah, I threw one of you each in my two hundred forty dollars. I know. So I threw one of each in my shopping cart, and uh, and it was like you know subtotal three hundred whatever minus. I should have asked you to buy some for me too. <laughs> I know, right? And yeah. so the total price for one of each was like a hundred bucks or was 90 it bucks only scotch? Something. Uh, it was only scotch and it was literally okay. only the four that I just mentioned. Okay. Still. So um I placed an I, I placed an order for one of each. And then mm-hmm. it was like, all right, your shopper's headed to the store. You can add more if you want or whatever. So I I I text my buddy Curtis and I'm like, hey, do you want any of these? And he's like, What? <laughs> so I yeah, changed my I quantity that, yeah. to two of each. Uh-huh. And it it takes it. It's like doubled no, it. Yep. I doubled it. And wow. then the shopper gets there. Turns out they're out of the two that I wanted the most. They were oh. out of the Lagavulin 16 and they were okay. out of the um, Oban 14. But big ones. ended up with two Talisker 10s and two nice. um, Johnny's, Johnny Golds for, for 60 uh, bucks like, off per. Yep. So the Talisker 10 was That's literally crazy. $15 each. And what? the Johnny Gold was, I don't know, 20 or 25 or, or what? whatever it is. You and then. I know. And no way. Now, no, today, yeah. Curtis placed an order for the other two just to see if it would work. And yeah. it did. So, so did Kurt, you pull the trigger? Well, I didn't additionally, no. But uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, Curtis oh, hasn't but you would have had to buy yet. how many? Uh, no, you don't have to no, buy. Just one per? Yeah, yeah. You, you could have just bought one lag 16 for 25 bucks and been done with it. That's great. But anyway, one of those from Curtis might be for bad. me. He hasn't said explicitly yet. So yeah. <laughs> That's sweet, dude. 
I love that kind of stuff. Like it's like when I found that. Uh, I mean, it's not even close to be honest, but it's like when I found that uh, Corv Reckon for half off. I just can't say no to that. <laughs> yeah. I just can't. I've never That's had great. that before. Yeah. Oh, you'd love it. Have you ever had mm. Ugadol? No. It sounds you like you're just Ardbeg? making up names to me. <laughs> yes, Ardbeg. I know that one. <laughs> but just the ten, maybe. Um, Ardbeg. I've had the. Um... Oh, blanking. No idea. (laughs) I've had maybe one or two Ardbeg offerings, and one of them was somewhat special. Okay. Um, Maybe a hybrid. Probably one of them was a standard release. Yeah. Gotcha. You, okay. I'm going to have to send you some, um, some of the, even the, the heavy vapors was good. That's the, the yeah, the podcast yeah. episode on it sounded awesome. Yeah. And, uh, and I do remember now one of the art bags was, uh, like an OA, a N O A. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I have tried that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah. That is good to know because, yeah. uh, the courier stopping by my house soon. Very good. Very good. So also uh, had the in-laws up yesterday and uh, went to the annual total wine champagne tasting. Nice. (laughs) Oh, that's fun. It's kind of been a, an annual tradition for us. We uh, either we'll go down to Tucson and we'll go to the Uh class at, at their total wine or they'll come Mm -hmm. up to ours. And so they came came up up here this time and, and we sampled a bunch of, bunch of champagnes and one of them was even like a $130 bottle um, that they put in the class for us to be able to try it was whatever <laughs> we had. Uh, uh, there was yeah. one in there that we already knew that we liked a lot. And of mm-hmm. course it was, it was our favorite out of the bunch anyway. Nice. That sounds like a fun class better than a wine for me. Yeah. I yeah. can appreciate a good champagne. I tried a couple Man, of the uh, wine classes uh-huh. Uh-huh. and uh, I just, I wasn't a huge fan. Uh, we did mm-hmm. the Bordeaux class and mm-hmm. I want a richer flavor than those Bordeaux's had. I we we did the we did the Napa Valley class, and I I did kind of mm-hmm. enjoy the Napa class. I thought that that was pretty good. Um, nice, but uh, I need to try a French class. I don't think nice. I or not French. Uh, nah, I don't know. Whatever. I need well, to try Bordeaux <laughs> is definitely my favorite type of wine. Oh, okay, well, that's good. But maybe they did terrible options. I don't know, or maybe I'm just crazy. Maybe I only like whiskey. Yeah, maybe you maybe you thought the Bordeaux wasn't French. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, maybe that's it. Maybe it's just into whiskey. Yeah. I uh when I okay. So back in my day, when I used to write the blog um on basically how I the, like if I were to retitle the blog today, it was how I got a bottle of Eagle Rare 17 at retail. Right. Um and um uh, and a few other amazing like a ton of other amazing bottles at retail. Um so when me and my friend Trevor, we were, you know, like really working this one store and, and in a good way, like, I don't even think we were like pulling this con job on this store. Like we really appreciated talking to them. We really built up this great relationship with the store and bought a ton of stuff. But, um, uh, at one point in the process, we, you know, we we're always throwing down like every other week or every week we went and we, would, he would buy one week, I'd buy the other week. So it kind of seemed like we were always spending a lot of money together. Yep. And, um, and one time it was towards his wedding, Trevor's wedding. And he's like, I just need a bottle of Dom Perignon. And uh, so they got him a, it was like a $200 bottle. And it's probably more now. It's probably like three fifty, four hundred, dollars or something like that. But um, that's cool. What that runs for. But, um, but yeah, he got one of those and that was our spend for the week. And that was, you know, in a way showing off, Hey, we're willing to, of course. Yeah. Um, you know, throw down. So, yeah. That was it. What do, what do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Total wine says Dom Perignon. 
is ah, I can't find it easily. So, oh, there it is. Okay, wait, wait. There's so much. There's so much on this. It doesn't even give me a price. Two hundred fifty. So I was way off. Okay. So. Did you say way uh, off? What do you? No, you said two hundred. Yeah, I guess. So. Well, I said it was like three or four or something like that. Uh, there should be these days. What are you entry buzzing on? Uh, yes. So, uh, given that today's episode is Delbox Sentinel Rye, which mm. is an MGP Rye, nice. Uh, aged in what their um their mosquito um mosquito Dorado casks that were freshly yeah. finished or freshly poured. <laughs> I uh, do not have any more of my Sentinel batch one. Uh-huh. But um, so I just decided to go the the uh, MGP rye route. I grabbed a Nulu rye. Um, nice. I didn't want to go straight rye. I wanted it to have a little something Funk. going on. Actually, <laughs> now that I think about it. I think I wish I had gone straight rye. But anyway, uh, I've I've got a toasted French oak stave Nulu. That's, Nulu. that's pretty nice. Good. It's it's super solid. Does so, it have an age statement on it? N- uh, yeah, actually, it does. Nice. Six point five year nice oh and i could just you know hold it up for the camera if you're watching yeah. on youtube i'm for covering up my pretty white teeth with the how many of um how many new you got these days um i think about four or five or okay. six nice. <laughs> um there's uh yeah i've i think i've got two straight rise and a couple other finished ones one mm-hmm. of those finished ones is that ridiculous one that was uh the finishing time well one's a bourbon it's mm. finished uh, for two and a half years in like oh, sherry dang. apple brandy or something like that. So two and a half year finish. And then wow. the other one is like double oaked and then PX sherry. And that's oh, a rye. It's like all you can taste is the finish, but it is the dang. juiciest, oh, is it good? most finished rye I've ever had. Nice. It's good if you like finished rye. Yeah. It's maybe the heaviest sherry overdoes it to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes. But then again, you look at like some of these scotch finish or like some of these some scotches are like mostly aged in sherry mm-hmm. casks and they're amazing like like uh, abula rabuna or glendronic yeah. like oh, 12 yeah. 18 or 21 they're always amazing yeah yeah this is good. that's pretty much it for me though no nah, that's cool yeah, oh what are um, you entry buzzing on <laughs> i got my my yeti mug um that'd be sweet if we ever got sponsored by them but i don't i don't expect it um, <laughs> I am drinking batch one of Perfect. Sentinel Rye as we are drinking Perfect. batch two today. So I thought it might be a good comparison. Um, yeah. notes. Yeah. Give us quick remembering and, here. and yeah, thinking about it a little bit. Uh, I like the rye more than I like the smokiness. There's, there's so little smokiness on batch one that mm-hmm. it's like, it's more of, I mean, it's like a, rye, it's a funky rye. I'll tell you that it's a funky rye, but it's sweet. It's candy like already at like two some years. And I dig it. Um, that's why I like it the most though, is because of the, the rye notes as opposed mm-hmm. to the funky notes. And I want to yeah. kind of hope that batch two has got a little bit of funk that works well because like they kill it in the uh, single malt department mm-hmm. and they kill it with like the, the smokiness, um, especially in like the Dorado and some of their special editions. Um, but I know they're going for something that's a little different than your average rye. And I feel like this is 90, 80 to 90% rye, 10% funk. And I'm a, I want to get like 40% funk, 60% rye this one next yeah. time. So yeah. Yeah. And, and to, to yeah. our knowledge, batch two is done exactly what they did with batch one. It's just now, this is just a new release. 
I have a feeling, like knowing what I know about Mark Viertaler is, uh, I have a feeling he he wanted more smoke. I think. I think. Mm. No, he wanted that for Odaila. Odaila, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I have a feeling he wants a little more influence from the Sonoran Desert as opposed to MGP. Yeah, I that's I would I hope thought. so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my thoughts there. But yeah, otherwise. Um, Week's been good. Tomorrow's mm-hmm. gonna be super busy. It's, it's we're recording on a Friday, and tomorrow is like we have like one thing after the next tomorrow, and it's like kids uh, rushing around and stuff uh, like that. Yeah. So it's it's hard. I yeah. wish sometimes I could just have more time in the day. Yeah, uh, all my craziness was today. I think I'm mm-hmm. finally gonna get to relax tomorrow. But it oh, was nice. literally like, oh yeah. So I did. Uh, I got my my Odaila from Delbach mm. uh, nice. today. But I had to go to the dentist appointment, and I was like, please, please deliver it by uh-huh. when I need to leave for the dentist. And sure enough, like five minutes before I had to leave for the dentist, oh, they come great. pulling up, and I'm like, yes. Was and, your wife not home? Uh, well, I, we were both going to the dentist at the same time. Oh, that's so, rough. So no one was going to yeah. be home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and there were just several other things happened today where it was like, please, I need this to, I need the stars align and I need to get yeah. out of this restaurant by Love this that. time. And then boom, <laughs> it, it happened. Oh, that's great. And somehow all like right down to the wire, but, uh, <laughs> but it all worked out just flying around town and then flying right here into this chair. And then we started recording. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I was just, I, I felt like starting the uh episode with a joke but then i totally forgot about it but i would i was about to say in the beginning of the episode yeah so i was talking to your wife and um <laughs> hey, so anyway <laughs> his wife is a fantastic artist and i will rep her because i know brian wouldn't i uh, at least on the podcast like right. officially so yeah. she's got a great um um etsy page similar to moi uh but hers is what is it sam rap Sam Rap illustrations. Illustrations. Yeah, yeah. And uh she is quite the talented illustrator. Like you could tell she and you could tell she very much loves fantasy books like Lord of the Rings. Stuff like that. Is that true? Like, am I just imagining that she's really into that? Okay, yeah. Uh I I am huge into Lord of the Rings. Really? And never in a million years would I have thought I was gonna find somebody who is bigger into Lord of the Rings than I am. And she is I I will admit I'm I'm big into knowing like lore and history stuff. I want to I want a deep dive, but Mm -hmm. she like eats, breathes, and sleeps Lord of the Rings. Like she'll she'll watch it anytime. She'll eat up content about it. She creates her own content about it. That's great. Yeah, she's Mm. on another level and it's amazing. (laughs) So yeah, check it out. Sam Rap illustrations on Etsy. Um, Mm. and that's rap with two p's as most of you should know by now r-a-p-p um and and, uh and it's more than uh just fantasy illustrations too she does um she will do she will do custom portraits which um i hit her up for today oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) don't tell my wife yeah right so christmas is coming (laughs) yeah the goose is Uh, getting fat no i won't get into it now oh yeah yeah <laughs> anyway but, she'll, um, uh, the uh-huh. kind of deal where you'll send in pictures and she'll tailor the pictures and she'll turn you and your family or your pets or whatever into mm. her art style she does and great she'll put you in front of too. Yeah. In, oh yeah she, uh, she'll put you in front of fun backgrounds if you want and That's cool. all kinds of stuff like that we uh it, what you said there about um you know she was a bigger lord of the rings person than you were that reminds me of robbie 
Robbie told me the story of when he met Chelsea and he was like, I've never met a woman who had a bigger CD collection than I did. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, and then I was like, CD, CD's nuts. Hey, <laughs> anyway, um, but, uh, yeah, got him Robbie. So while you're listening, Robbie. um, no, but anyway, like she, and they showed me, they're like, like, you know, CDs were huge when, um, when like they were in college, I mean, you don't really do CDs anymore, but, um, right. They had these, booklets of like next page next, and like it was so cool and that's such good stuff too like classic yeah, the old stuff. the old zipper booklet mm -hmm. you can you can 100%. do a two by two by two on a big square yep. booklet mm -hmm. that you unzip and you flip and you flip and then flip flip, flip. Yep. yeah that's pretty much what they had they probably had more than that they probably had like two by three um <laughs> but uh but yeah it was that was that was uh what i remember of robbie meeting chelsea was like i didn't think i knew a girl who was more into music than i was and so that's awesome which is great so um well why don't why don't we scooch over we got a lot of history except not a, not a ton of history but enough to fill up my notes for sure um and we'll get to that we'll get to other things right after this sweet break anything else we want to say before we send it to a sweet walk break not at all. This was a pretty boring week for me. Nah, it's always still a fun time. So here we go to break. And we're back. We got the notes. You got the listening. Um, but before we get into listening uh, to the history and stuff like that, there's some notes I wanted to get to. Uh, first of all, we have some exciting things coming up. Uh, next week, we're planning on reviewing a BTAC sample 2023 that was uh, sent to us from Buffalo Trace. Uh, we have some other big bottles on the horizon, too, uh, like Ode to Isla Batch 2, Parker's Heritage Rye, and mm. more. So stay tuned in weeks to come. Because we're not skimping. We're not skimping. Uh, it's going to be good. So uh, another another reminder. We're going to do this every week until the episode. Uh, don't forget about Chill Filtered Christmas this year. Uh, and Christmas gifts. Uh, and even just by sending a package uh, or a gift package through Amazon, you're in the runnings for a Nika from the barrel on behalf of uh, Cole and a Eagle Rare on behalf of Brian. Um, but but the one selected as best gifter uh, will be getting a bottle of Blanton's Gold on behalf of me and a bottle of Ode to Isla on behalf of Brian. Ode to Isla match one. There's an update on there. Oh, yeah? This just in. <laughs> the Eagle Rare has been upgraded to Ooh. Weller Antique 107. Whoa, that's a red bottle. That's not just the green special reserve people. No, that's great. Hey, so good reason to either, you know, uh, send us a gift or, you know, like like a lot of people did it last year where they just sent us something from Amazon, didn't have to deal with the shipping themselves. So mm -hmm. uh, keep that in mind. We've got some great gifts in the past. I, I still remember um, like the um, John Hughes sent, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Oak and crap. What is the, the company called? Oak and... Um, what is the product? Uh, it's a it's a glass like a travel glass. Oh, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking Asian about. Asian ore. 
Oh, there you go. Asian or and then uh he sent a Mark Mark Cornbleh um Glenn Karen once uh and that's nice. I still have it I still use it and same with the the Asian or uh Ben Klepsig sent a killer uh whiskey bag last year. Uh, we got a bean hat from Sean Ciaro. Yeah. Gonna say we last got, year was pretty um, Bush's big beans heavy. If I yeah, remember correctly, yeah, a lot too. of beans. We got. Um, <laughs> I think uh, Nathan Anthony sent a bean koozie. It was a good. Oh time. yeah, it was. A oh great yeah. Time. So we're hoping to outshine it this year. Um, and so if you want our addresses, feel free to reach out on Instagram or maybe reach out to Robbie Deadlow if you want it to be a surprise. Robbie R Deadlow at Instagram or at R Deadlow on Instagram. He will send you our addresses if you want it to be a surprise. Um, so gifts are great. We love gifts and we gift back. Um, that thirdly, uh, for those on Patreon, uh, don't forget to sign up for our first annual chill filtered sample sharing secret Santa. Uh, we got some people signed up already, but I know there's a lot of people that haven't signed up that I know want to still sign up. So keep that in mind. Uh, join us. Uh, for that because it's and the uh the form to fill out there a lot of questions to try to help guide Mm -hmm. guide someone's choices to maybe something they think you might like more than other things and Mm -hmm. uh so fill out that form the best you can because it might influence what you get yep exactly so let's talk about what we're drinking this week we're drinking sentinel rye batch two uh, this is definitely not our first Sentinel product on the podcast. In fact, we did batch one this year, mid-January of 2023. And we've done seven prior episodes already on Whiskey Del Bach products, believe it or not. <laughs> That's catching up to like Buffalo Trace products. Um, <laughs> and um, episode, it all started with Dorado, episode 113, which seems so stinking long ago. Uh, that was pre-COVID, I think. No, I don't even remember pre-COVID. Episode one thirteen. So no, that was just a little bit after COVID. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, never mind. Um. <laughs> so, did you know that there was a COVID? Um, <laughs> no, I. Didn't so know. we covered a lot of basics regarding the distillery and how it started and how it's going since the start. Uh, but let's go into a little bit of what ma- makes Sentinel Rye so special with the with the background of a little bit of the the history of the distillery. Um, so Whiskey Del Bach is known more so as an American single malt producer, and a very special one at that, and I would say a very good one at that. Uh, but they're not known, or they're known for two main products, at least in terms of distillate. Uh, their classic malt juice and their Dorado malt juice, if you put it in my Coles terms, malt John, you know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, similar to uh, how you get uh, two different scotches just from going east to west in Scotland, uh, you get a very uh, an unsmoked variety and a smoked variety. In Scotland, this is based on peat from the malting process. Peat is not uh, is yeah not what people would call a clean burning product, uh, but it, there's a healthy level of smoke that forms when burning it, as opposed to some Highland malts that use either charcoal or other cleaner burning methods or you know heating methods uh, for drying the malted barley. Uh, but in America, we're not known for our peat bogs. 
we can't easily take advantage of such smoke in such a way, but we are known for smoke in other ways. Uh, ways like Texas style barbecue, for example. Mm. Uh, we're not, we're, we're definitely a smoky bunch when it comes to that sweet, sweet, fat dripping brisket. Um, so that's where it all started for a man named Stephen Paul, the founder of Whiskey Del Bach. Uh, living in Tucson, Arizona, and smoking himself some barbecue with some mesquite wood, a wood very common in the deserts of the Southwest, and it grows like a weed there. Do you have any? Do you have any um, mesquite on your property? Nope, not at all. Have you? Have you ever found like how fast that stuff grows? No, actually, a tree. So we had one in our front yard when we lived in Gilbert, and we had to trim it back so much. It was like stupid how fast it grew. Okay. I had and to like, Google mesquite tree, but yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I do you've see seen it. It's got the yeah. small leaves, like the tiny yeah. little leaves. And then oh. um, the, 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 the bark is very uh, easy. But then the crazy thing is it's a dry kind of wood and it grows really well in the desert, uh, but it's very dense. And if you ever burn it, it takes a long time to actually burn through a piece of the wood. I don't even know. Like there's so many properties to it that like make it really good. And it's very smoky. Yeah. And it's not just like Oak. You can't like, if you burn Oak, it'll burn decently quick, but like mesquite like takes its time to burn and it like mm. smokes the whole time. And so, yeah, anyway, but it was crazy. We had one in our front yard. So <laughs> anyway, you could have made whiskey. Paul. Yeah, exactly. Stephen Paul, he's sipping on some peated scotch with his smoker going and gets an idea. What if instead of peat, one would use mesquite in the malting process and whiskey del Bach Dorado was conceived. Uh, since then, they put out some quality releases uh, of their classic unmesquited American single malt and the Dorado mesquited, not peated, smoky single malt and some amazing, and I mean amazing, uh, special releases since then. Um, but about a year ago, Mark Viertaler and the gang at at WDB, as I wrote it down, uh, <laughs> thought it might be a good idea to release a special edition that wasn't an American single malt. What if they did a rye? Uh, now it's a lot for to start a whole different product at a distillery that's making only single malts for years. Uh, so in fact, they decided to uh, source uh, and from MGP in Indiana and they didn't stop there knowing Mark I know he couldn't live with himself if he just stopped there like if he was just like let's just sell MGP juice uh, no you gotta bring in the Southwest terroir uh, and a smoky terroir at that um, so Sentinel Rye is a batched release rye whiskey that is finished uh, in recently used Dorado casks uh, for a few months at least in the Sonoran Desert summer. And then it is mellowed similar to the Lincoln County process with sugar maple charcoal. Uh, but it's mellowed through mesquite charcoal instead of sugar maple. Uh, and that was used, basically it, that charcoal was used in the malting process uh, for the, like normally like you burn the peat, but they burn the, the char, I mean the uh, mesquite, they use that. They poured the whiskey through a bunch of that charcoal, took it out on the other side and to develop the, the smoky flavor even more. Uh, now this is batch two. And I remember Mark definitely wanted some constructive feedback last time. And I know this time is no different. So we can be very honest 
and very real and very much about what I would love to see next time. Yeah, we certainly uh, so can because anyway. we bought yeah. these bottles ourselves. <laughs> exactly. Well, this one, actually, my bottle um, and Ooh. Robbie's bottle were sent to us. And I still okay. haven't even cracked it yet because I was waiting for this one. Good but disclosure. Brian bought it at Total Wine, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so it's a rye mash bill, like we said, from MGP. Uh, I don't know if it's their 95.5 rye, uh, but that's one of the bigger ones you'll find at MGP. Uh, at least two years aged and then finished in mesquited single malt barrels for at least a summer, uh, mellowed through mesquite charcoal after finishing. Does that, okay. So does that ring a bell? Like not ring a bell. Does that set something off in your mind? Uh, what makes that interesting besides, um, you know, it's mesquite because it, it caught something that I realized recently being charcoal mellowed. Yes. Mm, no. Think about I mean, this, than... the, the order of mellowing. The order. No, you're so gonna Tennessee have to whiskey does not that. does not age and then mellow. They mellow and then age. Ah. So this is where it gets a little different. They mellow after the aging. Okay. So um, anyway, as opposed to Tennessee whiskey, uh, the Lincoln County process. So anyway, uh, 92 proof. Uh, I'd like to thank Whiskey Delbach for sending us these bottles, but we will make a subjective or objective or whatever the review is where we're honest. Uh, total wine price, 40 bucks. Is that what you got it for? Wow. Incredible for a, for a MGP rye, even a two year MGP rye. Good deal. All right. Have you cracked your, uh, oh, we get to crack and pop. Oh yeah. Oh, I, uh, yeah. I got the plastic off. I'm ready to pop. You'll hear the plastic on mine then. Mm. Okay. You didn't hear much, but a nice black cork. I'm ready when you are. Okay, one, two, three. Nice. (laughs) Let's do this. Wait, let me take one last sip of my batch one. (laughs) Yeah, 90% rye, 10% funk. Let's see batch two. We want the funk. (laughs) Yeah, gotta have that (laughs) funk. All right. All right. And then I got, yeah, luckily, okay. So on Oda Isla, they didn't put a batch number on each bottle, but for Sentinel, for some reason, they, they made it very clear. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little that? surprised. They didn't want to go the I'm batch gonna, route. I'm going to speak directly to Mark Viertaler. Next, Oda Isla put a batch number on it, even though they are differentiable. As one says, finished in rye cast or something like that. And one says, yep. finished in bourbon. bourbon. Yeah. Um, put a batch number because people well you know what the funny thing is is i'm not going to hold on to my bottles being like check out this collector's item i'm going to drink my bottles but it is kind of cool if i keep the empty bottle i'll be like this was batch one and they'll be like why was it batch one well because they didn't put a batch number on it and they called it finished in bourbon cast yeah that's that's my thing mark hey And and mark mark while you're listening um robbie was stoked to see that you guys got a five panel hat on your website recently um so good on you guys uh whatever is it a five panel is that what they call it? That, i swear that's what robbie said i i don't know anything about hats but i'm quite mm. sure that robbie wanted a five panel hat yeah because i so remember thinking that like five panels so one there's got to be a line in the middle of your head somewhere yeah it must be on the back probably the back i don't know anything yeah i don't know i don't wear hats 
back to the batches though i second the the batch number call out mm-hmm. if you've got this is my opinion obviously mm-hmm. but if you've got a product that comes out and hits shelves and sells out and is gone mm. until yeah. next year it's a big deal i want to see the batch number on next yeah. year's batch and you know yeah. maybe uh okay so found north for example I yep. wasn't even introduced to Found North until like batch six. Yeah. And the fact that somebody was telling me there were five before this had yeah. me so much more intrigued. That's a great point. Could you imagine when like Oda Isla has got like a batch seven and people are like, what the crap is this amazingness? Right. And then they'll be like, there were six batches before this and I didn't even know about it. Yeah. And certain batches are saying they were finished in this or that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, one other funny fact, uh, if you look at batch one, um, I'll read it for you guys. Uh, it says for Sentinel, we start with a sweet and bold. This is batch one for the record. Yeah. We start in a sweet and bold straight rye and finish it in freshly harvested mesquite whiskey Delbach cask at a hot Sonoran desert summer. And then it's filtered, filtered across mesquite charcoal from the mesquited malting process as an, in an homage, homage, homage to the Franklin County method. Then we, we look at batch two. Um, I'll skip ahead to, then it's filtered across uh, mesquite charcoal from the mesquited malting process in an homage to traditional charcoal mellowing methods. You see That's the difference there? Yeah. Because there's no such thing as the Franklin County method, which I called out last step or last uh, oh, with yeah. batch one. Because That's they meant right. to say Lincoln County method instead of the Franklin County oh, method. Franklin's cute. Like Frankfurt area of uh, t- Kentucky. Yeah. That makes batch one even more special. Yes, it does. And I still got, actually, it was one of your gifts from Christmas yep. last year. It was a, a Sentinel batch one signed by Stephen Paul himself. Yep. So that was a good, good gift right there. Um, And then, okay, okay. Uh, what else was I thinking? Oh, so I do take credit for that, for changing it to traditional charcoal mellowing methods instead of... The <laughs> yes, process. they learned from the podcast. They learned from me, baby. Okay, Aged no less than two years, by the way. It's uh, mm-hmm. not here. Yeah, I think both did, yeah. Yep. I mean, they did say straight rye, so that means at least two years. Yeah. But that is the only age statement on here for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you I'm smelling getting you a still? little candy? Yeah. It is. I, I think on the nose, it's slightly more funky and uh, not like too funky, but I would say the percentage of funk exceeds 10% slightly on the nose only. We'll see how the palate goes, but on the nose, um, they might have funked it up a little bit more. And I'm down for the funk. We want mm-hmm. the funk. Give Gotta us the have funk. that funk. Give us the funk. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I've only nosed so far. Um, lots of fruit. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, classic MGP rye totally. fruit. Uh, yeah, it reminds kinda, me of a Nulu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the kind of cherry that I get on uh, totally Sagamore cherry. big time. Because mm-hmm. Sagamores are always very cherry rye to me. Um, mm-hmm. This has plenty of that cherry. Yeah, um, But I agree with the funk. I was curious to see what you uh, what you compared against batch one, because uh, I do think there's funk here. Um, and I think uh, I'm getting like a dry, grassy, a dry, grassy um, 
not not earthiness like dirt but i'm getting a dry yes um yeah i think you nailed it yeah because i just smelled batch one again and batch one was juicier brighter okay uh, a little bit fruitier yeah i would even say juicier yeah you're killing it i don't even have to say anything today yeah. um i would say juicier is the, the <laughs> yeah, smelling yeah. it all the way over here you're like i smell onions that's <laughs> it no uh but yeah grassier is definitely the the prominent funk note on the batch two um which i did not get on batch one um which is kind of cool but i am with you cherries i wouldn't call it apples I would say, yeah, this definitely reminds me of like a straight Nulu, but um, which is good. That's good to say, you know, I mean, for two yeah. year plus uh, ride, it's not bad. So what do you think yeah. of the palette? Yeah, palette is um, palette is very good. I think I uh, I'm trying to remember batch one. I wish I still had it, but it's um, it's not as sweet uh, fruit. I'm not getting as much fruit on the palette. And I'm um, I'm getting uh, kind of traditional rye. It's got a little more rye spice than I remember being in batch one. You'll have to tell me what you think about that. But um, yeah, I'm getting a rye spice and not as much cherry on the palate. And the mesquite, actually, I'm going to have to search for this mesquite. I wasn't tasting much smoky mesquite. Hmm. I'm going to say it now. Batch one was better. Wait. Yes, so far, so far, batch one was better. And only, okay, so here's my complaint. Uh, going from one to the other, I feel like, let me let me sip it again real quick. Ah, <laughs> uh, there's a youth to batch two. Hmm. I don't know why. Maybe it was the exact same product. But I am tasting a little bit of small barrels. Which I know Whiskey Dobak uses like 22 galloners or something like that, which is fine. And they kill it. They kill it with those barrels. And I don't know if it's the MGP age. I don't know if it was whatever. But there's a little more youth for some reason to batch two. And batch one, I, I didn't zero in on the youth of the hmm. barrels or, and like the youth of the whiskey. Um, I think it's still good. It's not like soapy. It's definitely not soapy. Like I sometimes say small barrels and youth brings. Um, but let me clarify that again. Like I, I kind of stand by it, but I want to be positive about it. So I'm going to go for another sip of both real quick. Yeah, I'm going to need you to send me your soapiest small mm. barrel bottle that you have. If you have any. Have you ever had you um, um, Black Maple Hill Oregon Rye? Nah. It was trash. Do you have a bottle? I don't like to. I don't like to to bash brands or anything like that. And and normally Black Maple Hill was known for good stuff until they got bought out. I don't know. I I give those bottles away when I get them. <laughs> but I gave one to Adam when we first started the podcast, and I was like, I haven't drank it yet. But it, like, they got such a great reputation, and he was like, This is really like. And he waited for me to taste it, and he's like, What do you think? And I'm like, This is trash. And he's like, yeah, I thought so too. And I was like, sorry for gifting this because I didn't know it was that bad. Um, yeah, it was terrible. So, uh, okay, so one of the other ones I got it on, but this was like eight years ago, was Few uh, Bourbon. I got it on that. But that's been a while. 
and I imagine they've really honed in on aging uh, for what they do. But yeah, those were the two that were like, oh, the soapiest. <laughs> this is but, yeah, graduating a little to me. I took a big sip on purpose. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I am getting a little bit of apple. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a little bit of like a yellow apple, not a not a tart green or anything, but mm-hmm. like um, I'm getting a mellow apple. It's not very sweet. Um, mm. yeah, and I and there is some mesquite there for sure. Uh, getting it on the big sip for sure. I so my uh, I think overall I am very light mellow apple mesquite with rice spice mm-hmm. okay mellow i uh, okay let me talk about what i like first it is more funky than batch one um be careful what you wish that, for cool yeah, yeah exactly no but like it's not i could tell it's not the process i think it's the age um mm. I honestly think that it's the age because there's only two things that lead me to believe th- or get that note. And it's either underaged and usually even sometimes two years can get there, but then it's also using small barrels. Uh, but I wouldn't imagine like, even though yes, whiskey Delbach uses small barrels for the, or not small, they're like half barrels uh, for the aging of the Dorado. But that being said, they kill it in the single malt department, even their special, like everything they do, even the classic is amazing in their barrels. They just know the timing perfectly. So I don't think even a finished for a few months really put that age in there or put that note in there. That's what I was going to say. It was, um, if it was in small it barrels, was already it was aged in large small barrels. barrels for like yeah. two months. Yeah, mm-hmm, exactly. So I don't think it's that. I just think maybe their dislet was just, different than the batch one and mark would know mark knows he knows the barrels he got and i doubt he changed anything there's just Mm -hmm. something about this that is too not too more youthful and that's not a good thing in my opinion but that being said i'm getting a little honey like manuka honey even Ooh, big note Um, Ooh, i've got a manuka honey uh whiskey from new zealand really yeah cool actually is it good yeah it's okay Okay. It's 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 less than okay on. to be honest. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, I want to love this. I really do. Yeah, and I mean, but I'm I'm not saying it's bad. I would drink this, but I do think it is not an improvement on last year. And I love you, Mark. And I know you can take constructive criticism, but I don't think this was an improvement from last year. Yeah. I hate saying that though. It's hard. It's hard to say that. <laughs> it uh, comes from a place of love. It though. does. And I know Mark's going to only improve on all the things he's ever done. So. Yeah. I mean, except yeah. for match two. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally yeah. kidding. <laughs> yeah. I mean, $40 product. I, I just, totally. I wonder. That's a great point. I'm sure there's a million equations that go into this. But if they bought MGP barrels that were six years old, I wonder how much the price would go up on Sentinel to have to compensate for that. Totally. I might be willing to pay for it, but I wonder Absolutely. if as, as many people as would make it worth it would be willing to pay for it. I think it. they would. Uh, if they can, like I said, the terroir, if you could bring in the smoke, you can bring in that Southwest feel, it's going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. But if it's just going to be an MGP rye, a six-year MGP rye, 
Mark wouldn't have it. And I don't blame him. I think he's got enough pride in his work to not just put out something that he didn't make or he yeah. didn't improve or like make his own. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you want to go to water? Let's go to water. I got to add a little more. I've been drinking enough of it. Yeah, me too. Like I said, it's not bad. And and to factor in the the price, this is actually really good for a for a forty dollar rye. I mean, where else can you buy a forty dollar rye? You know what I'm saying? Like what yeah. I, I actually wonder, like what off the top of your head, are there any other besides like Sazerac, if you can find it? Yeah. It's like a forty dollar rye. Yeah, but I mean Buffalo Trace stuff is always priced yeah. ridiculously like, low for what it is. It hardly mm-hmm. even counts. True. Um that's I mean, there's I there's Jeep Rez that are really good. I mean, like yeah. um, Old, uh, Forester. Old Forester. Yeah. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, hundred proof. Yeah. Old hundred proof. Yeah. I mm-hmm. love so much. That is that might be my value king. What about their bourbons? Do you prefer their Hundo or their eighty eighty six? So I actually haven't had much of the lower proof ones. Ooh. I've had nineteen twenty, nineteen ten. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't had what is it, eighteen ninety seven or something? I have eighteen seventy, which is actually decent in my opinion yeah. for the for the proof. It's really good. Nice. I but, uh, but like you got to try their eighty sixer. Oh um, yeah. Oh, their eighty sixer beats their one hundred proof to me. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I um I uh tried a fun little blend I heard about on the internet here, mm-hmm. um where you take half. 1910 and okay. half statesman i don't even know okay. what the deal with statesman is there was a buddy of mine Movie. wanted a so it was actually <laughs> oh. for uh an old forester barrel strength rye back okay. before like i saw any anywhere but back before mm-hmm. um i hardly even knew about it um there was a restaurant that had a bundle and I knew mm-hmm. my buddy really wanted one. So I was like, all right, I'll buy this bundle and you can buy the the old Forester Rye off me at cost. And then I'll mm-hmm. just do whatever with the rest or whatever. So I had this statesman laying around for forever. And then I mm-hmm. finally heard about this fun blend back to what I was saying earlier. Nice. Of blending half statesman and half 1910 and then putting a wood, uh, a charred oak spiral in the bottle okay. for like two weeks. And it's okay. supposed to, uh, the proof is supposed to be around birthday bourbon proof and it'll have this extra little oaky, mm-hmm. to be honest, it's a little kind of a fake oaky flavor, yeah, yeah. but, yeah. uh, for a fun way to kind of make a, well, 1910 is already double oaked. So triple oaked, mm-hmm. if you will, triple um, something that's hopefully similar to like birthday bourbon sounded like a fun thing. So I've got it brewing now, if you will, nice. with the wood, wood spiral in there, I'll take it out in about a week and nice. a half. What um, have you ever had birthday bourbon? Never. That's never. Uh, that's top one or two on my like. Next Stop time track. I'm going for a big mm-hmm. pour at a bar, I'll try birthday bourbon. Finally, yeah, I think I told you this that I had a bottle of the 2015, um, and it was I literally gave it away. Yeah. Not I like finished oh, half the bottle and and thought it like... was meh. Oh wow! Like it wasn't meh, but for a birthday bourbon, it was meh. And then I got three bottles, three friggin' bottles of the 2016. Wow. And I traded each one of them because, because I was like, the 2015, 2015 was, so was that like, okay, then I could get a value for my 2016s. Come to find out years later, someone's like, you got to try this. 
or this um birthday bourbon and they um yeah they hand me a um 2016 and it was like the best i could ever imagine a wow. birthday bourbon could taste like like and the funny thing was they're like trust me it tastes like birthday cake and I was like, yeah, that's just in your head. Like you're just right. thinking that because you're because you, it's birthday bourbon. And I tried it. I'm like, this is like this is like fun fetty birthday cake. It was that's great. Crazy. It was like one of the best whiskeys, probably top 20 I've ever had. Wow. Yeah. The low proof of birthday bourbon scares me a little bit. Sometimes I, they get a little higher. I'm a, I mean, I try not to be a proof hound, but I do favor higher proof stuff. I kind of want to be um, punched. <laughs> punched. I wait, don't they, they do change every every one. I know the age changes. Does the proof change or is it always like 90 or whatever? I think the proof, I don't know that it changes every time. I know that it has changed. Okay, gotcha. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah. I want to say there's like hundos or like more than hundos. Yeah. But um well, okay. I think so, lately it's been in the 90s, I think. Oh, gotcha. So, yeah, on the nose, I uh it the nose is almost the same to me with water i'm not getting much different at all so i i liked i liked last time <laughs> what you mean batch one mean, or what no like it's not mean i don't really don't uh, think it's mean yeah 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 uh but i'm not loving it's a little too floral a little too open um like i said it reminds me of uh too youthful uh, and it shows up a little more with the water. My grassy note on the nose earlier um, goes away with water. I think I get a little more sweetness. Um, I get a little more sweetness than that dry grassy I was talking about earlier on the nose. Okay. Yeah. A little more honey on the palate. But I'm still getting all the other notes that I was talking about. Kind of that youthful... Um, I uh it Oaky takes the edge off a little way. bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Water takes the edge off a little bit and it's not um yeah, actually the honey. I like that. My mm. apple kind of turned into honey a little bit. You yeah, know, we probably put that in my head, but um mm. but so yeah, it's a little sweeter in that sense. Yeah, definitely sweeter. 100% sweeter. Um but not 100% sweeter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not like twice as sweet as 200% sweetness. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's okay. We'll see how ice goes. We'll see how ice goes. I actually, but, yeah, I'm going to go against the grain here and just take one more neat sip just to make sure mm -hmm. I'm not crazy. Just to make sure that I actually added enough water there for science. It's all for science. You know, for the sake of science, for the sake of art. Um, <laughs> You know the uh, what is it MGM the um, the movie company or whatever they used to have the lion the roaring lion in the beginning yeah. of the movie and stuff like yeah, that yeah yeah so it would say ours gratia artis oh yeah which um, in my Latin days it meant art for the sake of art and uh, this is for the sake of art. <laughs> sake of science this podcast art. is art let's be real this is art <laughs> darn right i was a thousand years from now people will be watching this <laughs> yeah they'll be like, this so is the pinnacle like. of humanity yeah yeah that's what they that's what they they'll look to us for 
who the world was. Yeah. And what whiskey was actually good. Yeah. There's a mm-hmm. podcast that's called On the Bus. And it's co-hosted by um, the guy, is it the lead singer from the band, the, oh, what is it? Something Winters. I don't even know. The Long Winters know, or yeah. something like that. Nah. Um, but the other co-host is Ken Jennings from Jeopardy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I love Ken Jennings. And he is so witty. And I love this podcast. I haven't listened to it in a while, but I loved the podcast because Ken Jennings would be so witty throughout. And there was like this one, one of the funniest points one time was made like, I don't know, like in the future, you know, where it's like Star Wars and Ken Jennings like shuts them down. He's like, hey, John, (laughs) he's like, how many times do I have to tell you? That this was a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. (laughs) Just like (laughs) stuff like that, where he like is just very witty about like um things left and right. But basically the the purpose, or not the purpose, but like the the premise of the podcast is to talk about weird things of human history. Um as a as if it were a time capsule uh for the future when the world ends and aliens take over and stuff like that so they're like recapping stuff that happened in history it's mostly like weird things like um like pole sitting like like when people would like sit on top of poles and like make a spectacle out of that they're like let's talk about that for a moment stuff like that it's funny (laughs) yeah omnibus check it out don't 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 leave us but check them out as well can't wait to see what you think of this ice you did ice right yeah i just did ice do you have any ice left in there? Did you put enough ice in there? Uh, it melted fully through, but it's 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 enough. I definitely. <laughs> How will we up. ever know you actually put yeah, ice exactly. in there? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, people saw me drop a drop cube. <laughs> I put a ton of ice in mine, a ton, because I wanted to make sure that I chilled it appropriately. And uh, I'm getting huge sweetness now. And actually, a tiny little cinnamon note on the finish. but i will say my nose save it (laughs) my nose uh is absolutely nothing i had my oh really as much of my nose as i could fit in my weagland karen was fully in there it was uh the the uh oh my gosh the guy who will kill you if you hold your glass oh uh richard patterson richard patterson yeah if richard patterson would approve of the way that i was sniffing this and i couldn't Mm -hmm. smell i would kill you (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Uh but anyway, the palate is uh, there's zero spice. All rice spice is gone on the palate. Um all I get is a smooth uh kind of honey sweetness. Um with a little cinnamon uh, aftertaste that actually is like I don't I like I like it. Um it's a fun novelty that I've found as a tasting mm. note on this for me. I like that. Um I okay, so it's mean. It sounds mean. I don't want to be mean. I love Mark. I love what they're doing at Whiskey Dillbach. But I have already poured batch one into my neat glass that I had finished um, to kind of go back to it. I, 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 okay. So I said I don't hate the neat. I don't hate the water. I, I would never pour ice again in batch two because it's just, it's too floral. It's too, um, oaky buttery in a in a not good way yeah right like you know how like, like chardonnays get kind of buttery sometimes exactly it's actually what i was much. gonna say yeah i mm-hmm. don't i got 
this bug flying around here driving me nuts. Um, I don't like oaked Chardonnays. Mm. I uh, the 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 butteriness. It just like I would so much rather have something that wasn't trying to be all thick yeah. and buttery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But batch one baby. Batch one baby. Mm. And you've got that. Is your your signed signed one? Is that unopened? Uh yeah, it's still unopened. Will but you I have ever uh, open it. <laughs> yeah, I still got about a half of last year's. Nice. Yeah, did I tell you strangely enough? Mm. Uh one of the total wines nearby put out an Ode to Isla batch one. It was out on the yeah. shelf like yesterday. Did you see it on shelf? Yeah. Uh That's so my crazy. buddy saw it and then oh um, I, I was there for the champagne class last night. Oh, and funny. so I walked over there to see if it was still there and it was still there. Sure enough. Which said, one was it? Finished in bourbon barrels, batch one. Oh, that's Island. funny. Yeah. Which um, total wine? Uh, uh, Santan. Okay, Gilbert. Nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah, and it's Love funny. Uh, I um, if I had, if I was there when my buddy was there, I wouldn't have known any different. I hadn't, you hadn't done the research <laughs> yet. Uh -huh. I would have just bought it. I'd been like, heck yeah, this is batch two, batch Here two we baby. Go. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, I might not have ever known actually mm -hmm, because I would have gotten home. I would have assumed it was batch two. Yeah, you would have never compared. The batch one, yeah, and mm -hmm. I would have been like, this is literally identical. I guess they, they didn't put a batch on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. That's funny. <laughs> now that's uh. Yeah. When I saw it, I did contemplate buying it, but I was like, nah, don't do it. <laughs> How much was it? Was it 90? Yeah, 90 is the yeah. standard total wine price here. <sighs> and while my father-in-law was up here, he was like, hey, we need to go tour Del Box sometime. And I was you like, you do down in Tucson. Yes, yeah. we do. When you visit yep. them. Yeah. Yep. Is uh, Sam from Tucson? Uh, so interesting story about Sam. Uh -huh. uh, so Sam grew up on a tiny little island called Kwajalein in the Marshall Islands. You ever no heard of this? No way. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a fun, interesting connection here. Uh -huh. So um, Jim, uh -huh. Jim, my father-in-law, Mr. Yeah. Master Stag Picker Upper Man mm -hmm. uh, for me last week. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Jim worked, uh, for a, a defense contractor who had a contract, active contract to work on some equipment that was on a tiny little Island called Kwajalein. Wow. And, uh, so Sam, uh, I think, I think they were on Kwajalein, uh, Jim and Patty, they were on Kwajalein for a while and then they moved back to the mainland to have Sam. But when mm -hmm. Sam was like four or five, they were like, I miss it. Let's go back. So Sam grew up on Kwajalein from like year six to like 14 or something wow. all the way up till about high school. And Goodness. then, uh, and then they moved back to the mainland and, uh, Sam went to high school in Tucson. She went to college in Tucson and then moved up to Phoenix. And then, well, is she a beach girl? Oh, she is the beach girl. Are you kidding? Wow. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. I Heather and I are ne neither of us are beach people though. Yeah, I never was, but uh, now I'm obligated to be. So uh -huh. oh, it's <laughs> like me right at Disney. It's like <laughs> I, I wasn't say... a Disney guy, but I'm obligated to be a Disney guy now. Okay, so Disney or beach? Which do you like more? Oh well, I told you I don't love beaches. <laughs> yeah, well. Oh, so and I guess I didn't love. Yeah, Disney. Disney. Okay, Disney. all right, all right. Yeah. Just curious. Just curious. What about you? Uh, I'm, uh, 
Well, okay. It's complicated. Yeah. <laughs> I have to think about how I answer this. Sam still listens to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> not, not for another week or two. Uh, yeah, she heard the, you say the, that the last chill time. filtered curse. Of, yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> now she's like, now I have to keep listening. Yeah, exactly. Now, I uh, I think, uh, I think, what does Brian enjoy more? I'm Disney over beach. How okay. do we get here? We're mid ice pour right now. But anyway, I'm Disney no, I'm, over. I'm over the ice pour. <laughs> <laughs> so ready for this about, rating. Let's talk about Disney. I'm yeah. uh, Disney over beach. I think uh, I love riding the rides. I love walking around. I love seeing mm-hmm. crazy other people at Disney, people watching. Yeah. I love getting yeah, weird sure. food items. They totally. have this like pull apart bread thing now that looks mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, the corn dogs are like ridiculous. I love weird food. I'm a weird food dude. But Sam got you into Disney, right? For sure. For yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. I would have never gone gotta, on my own. got to make it happen. A chill and, uh, and Disney I, vacation. Yeah, I know. Yeah. we. We'll, yeah, maybe we'll wait until you, if you guys have kids and then um, we'll introduce you with the because like we wouldn't want to slow you guys down with our kids. But yeah. like if you guys ever have kids. Then we'll be like, let's just we'll we'll like warm up to you as opposed to you warming up to us, if that makes Perfect. any sense. Yeah, yeah sure. We'll take yeah. the hit. Our kids yeah. will be the slow ones. Yeah, yeah. And we'll, we'll know it. what it's like. Yeah. I get mm-hmm. it. I get it. In but general, yeah, in though, the meantime, it'd be like, nah, you guys like go on without us. But then when you if you do have kids and right and yeah. uh then we'll be, be at like, your hey, mercy. We're at your pace. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get it. I get it. In general, um, like the, the beach stuff with the vacations, I uh, we are kind of go here, see this. I want to eat mm-hmm. there. I want to go on mm-hmm. that hike. I want to do this stuff. Yeah. Iceland was perfect. New Zealand nice. was perfect. We've did we've done both of those uh, within the last five years or so. That's cool. Uh, uh, New Zealand was better than Iceland, for the record. If mm-hmm. you're debating between the two, go know. for New Zealand. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we like to yeah. we like to go here and do that kind of vacations we're not like post up on the beach and just sit all day yeah. kind of people so can't do that can't do it i'm too yeah. add <laughs> um okay one last question what's better new zealand whiskey or icelandic whiskey <laughs> <laughs> uh well from what I, oh mm. new, new zealand for sure okay because yeah. uh the the dunedin double cask just blows okay. good stuff blows floki out of the water because floki is super young um i mean floki doesn't have an 18 year Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh double cask finish whatever floki's floki's ensemble is like two year age smoking and dung (laughs) three year age yeah birch wood dung whatever Mm -hmm. it it's good i can respect don't get me wrong yeah it's really not that bad um Mm -hmm. but uh yeah, it's still smoking it's cheap dungo. Yeah. yeah. No, that's funny. Um okay, rating. Let's talk about rating. Yeah. Hadn't thought about this yet. I was too busy I... thinking about Disney. Yeah. I so anyway, while you're thinking Wait, about your rating. I'm still thinking, uh, don't say yours yet, because okay. I really don't want no, you to influence me on this. Okay. Um, but I'll talk about um something else. So okay. I was like, Heather, we gotta do a vacation in 2024. And I was like, what if? What if in San April we came to San Antonio? Yeah, <laughs> and Perfect. she and so she countered with there's a um, Smashing Pumpkins concert in Phoenix in September. She's Ooh. like, why don't we just go to Phoenix? Because I, you know, we have a lot of good friends there, and I'm like, well, if we went to Phoenix, we'd do a few episodes probably in person. Yep. Um. So 
either way, it's probably a win. So, but yeah. I'm still I'm still hoping for San Antonio because one, I got other friends down there too. Nice. Um, and then two, it's like I've never seen a full eclipse before. So, oh, you got to do it. Yeah, Especially with your reaction to my talking about the eclipse last yeah, time, love that. You got to do it. Yeah, more end body problem stuff. No. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I uh, so we got a super favorable um, quote back from a contractor mm-hmm. to do these um, like built-in cabinets and stuff where I can finally uh-huh. put all my put all my whiskey and everything. Nice. So um, so if you do come in September, we can do a Ooh. we can do a sweet in front of the whiskey wall kind of episode that'd be pretty cool killer we just reach back and grab whatever and just let's do oh i got it this is what we're doing whether you like it or not Uh we're doing quick fire reviews oh we reach back and we pour it don't even look pour a sip (laughs) slam it give Mm -hmm. a review done next one Mm -hmm. that's what we're doing quick fire reviews you know it might be worth it for how many samples we have now oh yeah right because we have like so many and i feel bad because we, we probably won't ever get to some of them uh, because the rate at which we're getting new whiskeys is greater than the rate at which we're drinking them so it's like that'd be right. a good idea well and with the btac slotting that in next week right yes yes <laughs> that's incredible so excited. Uh, that, and, and then Saz, Saz is the only one i haven't tried at all oh, i've never so had Saz in my life dude it is unreal for at least 2020 was um yeah so check this out. Check this freaking out. Uh, you know this, but our listeners don't. Uh, uh, Found North just released Batch 8. And we're going to review it in two weeks. Oh, so yeah. that's another and one on the... Um, with some guests. Guest, yeah, with uh, uh, Nick Indeed. Taylor again, which I'm yeah. stoked. Actually, we got such good feedback from that Nick Taylor episode. Really? Um, that I'm excited to have him back on because no, he was so easy to talk to. Like For it was sure. not a problem getting that guy to talk. Yeah. And and not and and there's just talking well with him. And it's not like I was like, no, that guy talks a lot. No, it's like we just conversed the whole time. It was great. Yeah. And we got like excited about things together and stuff like that. And so. yeah, I've got some questions for that dude. Mainly yeah. on the bottle, the map on the bottle. What is yeah. the map? Is it a certain part of Canada that everyone uh-huh. at the company loves? So they were Didn't like, I let's go to topograph. No, I wanted you to ask that. I, oh, okay. But frankly, I, I don't think I told you that until after uh-huh. the episode. Yeah. Uh, so it's not on you. <laughs> but no, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll I want to know. Make sure it happens. Yeah, yeah. I want to know. I'm sure yeah, I can come up with our... other stuff too. Maybe we'll pull Instagram and and ask yeah. our listeners what we should ask Found North. I think that's, that's a good idea yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, rating. Oh, right, rating. I was th- totally thinking about that. Um. All right, I'll go first. Okay, you go first. All right. I am gonna go. I'm gonna go seven point eight. Okay. And I, I love Del Bach. <laughs> yes. Um, but the I I would have wanted more definition from Del Bach. I would have wanted more totally. Del Bachiness. I it needed more Del Terroir. Yeah, give me that Arizona terroir. Yeah, it's uh, it was an MGP rye. It had um, favorable tasting notes for me. It was a little young. Yeah, we all, all mm-hmm. we know it was it was aged at least two years. Um, 
if I'm going to put this up against other stuff, I'm not going to put it in the eights. So I'm mm. going to do seven, eight. Yeah. And I'll also say I liked the water pour the most. The okay. water pour had the most complexity to me. Mm -hmm. um, but that weird little cinnamon note on the finish from the ice. Nice. Um, that was really fun. Nice. Uh, I was, I, I kind of like, you know how you like sometimes in science, you're like, let me go further than the, my opinion. And then let me bring it back further than my opinion. And then kind of, yeah. it's like the Newton's method, basically. It's yeah, like, yeah. let's go past and then forward and then back and forth. Um, I decided on a 7.4, not, not a super high rating. Uh, but you know, it's decent. It's decent. It's not unlikable. I'll tell you that 7.4 is not unlikable. Once you break seven or 6.5 to seven, it's like, all right, I might not love this. Yeah. Uh, and our, my scale is weird, but, uh, I was thinking, said, man, now that I'm here and real, I need to make a real scale. Um, I don't know. Cause, uh, uh, Matt Porter, man, two episodes in a row mentioned Matt Porter. He puts yeah. the scale yeah, up the, like great to very good or yeah. you know, very good to great. Or, yeah. And define the that. scale. I really need to mm -hmm. define my own scale. We could actually do that. We have, we have the ability to put banners and stuff like that. So maybe we should do that in the future. Hey Next level uh, chill. We'll have filter. to agree on it though. But then the funny thing is, is that my scale has been like set in stone. So maybe we should do two scales, one for Brian, one for Cole. Or we yeah. call the podcast Chill Filtered 2.0 and you can yeah. totally rebrand. <laughs> yeah. It's weird though, because like like one of our one of the biggest determiners of score is hub to what status, which I say yeah. is like 9.0 normally. Normally. Right. Um, so we'll have to figure that one out. Yeah. But uh um so 7.4. I think the good things this has going for it is very honey, uh, very sweet throughout. Every pour had sweetness. Um, I think my biggest criticism is that I don't think this was the same exact distillate as 2021 or batch one, basically. I think there was something different and maybe, maybe, maybe Mark was like, Hey, I literally got the same thing. Maybe you did. Maybe it was just a matter of aging in Indiana or something like that. Like maybe it was just not, um, a good summer for Indiana that summer, but there's too much youth for me to love this. Uh, so I like it merely. It's not quite meh on my secondary scale, uh, but it is uh, a little lower than last year. Um, I still am drinking last year's right now. It's good rye, good stinking rye. And, and it's got that funk, but, um, the youth on batch two took it down a notch for me. So that's neat all pour, I got to say. Neat pour? Uh, neat pour was favorite. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that's all I got. Anything else before we move on to our next segment? Nope. So let's move it on to our next segment. We like to call Whiskey World News. All right, everybody, welcome back. This segment is called Whiskey World News. We're going to read an article that we didn't write. Going to read it. And this article is from Breaking Bourbon. Nice. I can't credit an author because I'm not. Oh, it's published by the entire team. They each nice. consecutively typed letters to churn out this article. Yeah, work together. And 
the article is about Frey Ranch, introducing limited edition Frey Ranch American single malt smoked whiskey. Mm, this seems, seems applicable, seems applicable uh -huh, to what uh -huh, we've been drinking uh -huh, today. Uh -huh. So as the American single malt category heats up, award-winning Frey Ranch Distillery enters the market with the limited release of Frey Ranch American single malt smoked whiskey. At 110 proof and aged for six years and seven months, Frey Ranch American Single Malt Smoke Whiskey was produced using 100% of the slow-grown barley that is grown, harvested, and now smoked, and then milled and distilled on the Frey Ranch farm. And this nice. is particularly why I wanted to read this. I thought that, that it was interesting that they literally do it all here. Yeah. So back, back to the article. As with all Frey Ranch whiskeys, Frey Ranch American Single Malt Smoke Whiskey is a testament to Frey Ranch co-founder and whiskey farmer Colby Frey's ingenuity and ability to employ his farming and mechanical acumen when creating new whiskeys. Not only did he grow 100% of the barley used to create the mash bill, but he fashioned the smoker himself. Instead of purchasing an industrial smoker, Colby and Frey Ranch master distiller Russell Wedlake reconstituted a smoker from an old grain silo and a fireplace, nice. allowing the whiskey to be smoked versus roasted. I, I love yeah. that. Yeah, right. Additionally, Colby made his own peat. He made his own peat from decomposed plant matter on the farm. Nice pressing it into bread pans and dehydrating it to properly uh, smoke the whiskey from the desired taste for the desired taste profile designed as a sipping whiskey the result is a rich robust american single malt that pairs beautifully with smoked gouda oh my gosh i love smoked gouda. smoked gouda that's blue funny. cheese or chocolate on the nose, the whiskey emits aromas of campfire, huckleberry, and sweet <laughs> pipe tobacco. On the palate, hints of leather with thick yet soft mouthfeel. What? Hints of leather with a, with a thick yet soft mouthfeel. Okay. The finish <sighs> dazzles with a lingering yet exquisite taste of sweet cigarillo. Huh. Have what you ever had Frey Ranch? No, I've never had Frey Ranch. Where are they from again? Nevada. Uh, okay. I want to say kind of northish Nevada. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, it sounds yeah. about right to me. Um, no, I I I love the idea that they basically smoked it on their own and yeah. made it work. Because here's the thing: it's like these, these old Scottish, especially these Isla or like Island distilleries in Scotland, they did it on their own. Like they, they. Yeah, made their own, like they made it work, and that's kind of what it sounds like. Frey. I always thought it was Fry Ranch, uh, but maybe it's Frey Ranch. Are you sure of that? Either way, I'm I've known people sure that, that with their last name F R E Y, and it's Fry. But who knows? I know well, if people it, where it's probably Frey. Who knows? If no. it turns out it's Fry, and the people who know that listen to this, they cringed yeah. about ninety six times while I read no. that. So that's cool. <laughs> oh god. How to pronounce Fry Ranch. Anyway. It's got to be. Uh, no, I love we'll it. we'll find a own. YouTube video of uh, somebody talking about it. Somebody who knows yeah. what they're talking about. Yeah. But it seems like a cool thing. And I love how. Um, I love how they're just making it work. And yep. here's the other thing. Six and a half years. That's impressive. Yeah. 
he i mean it sounds like he did that those steps those you know um barley related steps six and a half years ago that's what so it I sounds like so they clearly take pride in doing literally totally. everything themselves i thought that yeah. was pretty cool talk about a not clean burn you know what i'm saying <laughs> so anyway no i love it that's great i can dig it yeah sweet anything ready to you, move any on to yourself? No, Besides I'm no, what you said? no, no, no more thoughts. I mean, single malt. I'm interested. Smoked yeah. it themselves. I'm interested. Actually, yeah. did I read that correctly? It was sixty bucks. Whoa, for a six and a half year single oh, malt. Uh, I didn't. I didn't read that out loud. Uh-huh. But I, it does say down here that it is available online at FreyRanch.com, and nice. it is fifty nine. Oh, <laughs> it's fifty nine dollars for a three seventy five. Oh, so but still more than at that least you can double. pay less for a more wallet digestible uh, form factor there totally. if you want to try it and support a small mm. business and blah blah blah. Yeah. I'm intrigued. If anyone in our Nevada sector wants to help us out and get us a 375 of that, we'll review it. Yeah. So, but with that, I guess it's uh, time for our next segment of the show that we like to call "What Whiskey Would You Choose." uh let's go over last week's results i got that unless you already did brian did nope. you nope okay, i have not looked um so let's do this we gotta go to this button and then this button sorry everyone well well while you're pushing buttons here's what i'm gonna uh-huh. do i ordered uh the delbach odaila batch two, <clears throat> uh-huh. and i i couldn't help myself the tasting notes for this that I'm holding up in front of the camera yeah. right now, the Delbach Fall Release 2023, intrigued me too much to say no. And it intrigued mm. me too much to say no because it is finished in, it's a, if I remember correctly, it's a blend that was, some of it was finished in Sautern barrels and mm. some of it was finished in Tawny Port barrels. And that was yes. blended together. I, I say it, I could have done a lot better job explaining this, but yeah. uh, it is the, uh, it is the mesquited base nice. uh, and it was uh, finished in Tawny Port and, and Sautern. And I was smelling it and I'm sipping it a little bit and uh, I do like it. Uh, I guess I'll try to think of a rating real quick for a quick fire rating, but yeah. um, I do wish that more of the Sautern sweetness and more mm-hmm. of the Tawny Port came out. The, the mm-hmm. mesquite um, is keeping me from the, the Tawny Port and the, and the Sautern notes. Uh, so I'm a little, little let down there, but, um, but all in all, I like it because I really like the, the mesquite smoked base mm-hmm. and it is, it is quite mesquite. So um, rating so, is coming in at eight. Five. Go ahead. Eight, five. Eight, five. I can dig that. Uh, that is officially Dustin's blend. I looked it up. Uh, the fall Dustin. 2023 distiller's cut was Dustin's blend, which we gotcha. met Dustin. What a guy. So shout out to Dustin. If you're listening, um, we love you. Keep up the good work. Um, was that the cat? Yeah. And also my desk decided to just crack underneath my arm. I don't. Uh, nice. My desk is falling apart over here so it's the weight of chill filtered for you <laughs> yeah right i'm just leaning on this desk over here <laughs> wow, that was nuts i hope that doesn't come across really loud for podcast listeners Sorry it's about that. forgettable let's just I say hope that. so <laughs> um so you destroyed me last week oh in, yeah um in the results from the poll um 
so the question was which whiskey would you choose if the price was no option what's the best for an old-fashioned uh brian said woodford reserve batch proof and i said just straight up buffalo trace and the 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 percentage was 87 to 13 that that uh oh. brian destroyed me with so what is that so, six to one ish or something like that pretty much yeah mm-hmm. what uh, no, that's, uh that's close to seven to one Yo. yeah what uh in it since then just mm-hmm. if you were up in the middle of the night thinking about random stuff did you come up with anything else a- anything no, else that i just you... love a good buffalo trace old-fashioned it's just double down to me yeah double down i like it double like down it. yeah yeah i didn't get many but then the uh some people wrote in and we got some good answers um we got killed at 518 that's miles ferguson said wild turkey rare breed are deadlow said that's robbie deadlow uh said stag little or large or little uh for a high proof tipple mm, oh yeah tipple um dram hound said i like rye in my faux old-fashioned uh parker's heritage eight-year heavy char would be good though faux old-fashioned i guess like I, he might be saying like a rye old fashioned as opposed to like a bourbon old fashioned. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Low class, high proof said uh, Elijah Craig, barrel proof. I don't know exactly what um, batch, but he put a picture. But uh, Marco and AZ said, uh, need the proof points. Overly hot Jack Daniels, single barrel, barrel proof. Um, El Chubacabra. This is a guy I knew from. Actually, uh, you've probably been there. You ever been to. Um, uh the white rabbit in gilbert oh many times yeah he used to be their head uh bartender there uh, oh, this cool. guy i forget what his name was but el chupacabra yeah he his real name is el chupacabra. single barrel yeah it probably is yeah uh four roses single barrel he okay so he poured me dude he poured me some baccarat or whatever how it's pronounced baccarat Dang, uh, for free Wood, like Woodford. he was just like you got to try this you ever try it no god no trash <laughs> Not like not trash, oh, yeah. nothing special. It makes me so happy to hear you say that. Yes, like, how could nothing it? Nothing special. I mean, it's all presentation. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like a five hundred dollar bottle from Woodford, and it's like, wait, Ooh. no, it's it's more than five hundred, right? But the retail was five hundred. Oh, okay, I think. Well, yeah, yeah, Ooh. maybe it was more. Right. I will Google it while you continue. Google it, yeah. So I'll go through some more. But yeah, what, what a nice guy, like a bartender, to be like, hey you're you're into whiskey try this so i'm like dude i'll try that okay so we got some great next few answers uh we got uh madtown marketer that's ben klepsig said alberta premium cast strength he says i like wisconsin style and he's referring to old-fashioned but rye whiskey sour not brandy sweet which i can dig i can dig Hmm. not brandy in your old-fashioned people i love wisconsin love the people there but don't love the old-fashioned um Although it's it's good, don't get me wrong, it's sweet and nice, but it's not old fashioned. Uh, Bruesco he said, actually, really like Jim Beam Black, especially for Black Manhattans. But then he followed up to say, actually, but my favorite is Albertic Premium Castrate, just like Ben Klepsig said, batch one, when it was always on sale, but it is no longer. So those are our answers for this week. Um, Brian, did you find out? I did. The MSRP for Baccarat is two thousand. What, dude? That's it. That's a pour you get to share with a friend right there. Mm-hmm. And dude, I got a, a free sample of Dad. 
that's great yeah that's nuts and it is yeah. also the chunkiest bottom oh yeah it's got, like, i've ever seen in my it's like life. talk about like victor's 10 rye times like three yeah yeah you can drop that bottle off a building and come yeah. dig it out of the ground afterwards mm. it's still gonna be there yeah yeah that might be shards but it'll survive <laughs> that, um what was i thinking um no that's crazy i can't believe i've tried that then uh, but yeah, shout out to El Chupacabra. Um, okay. You, I believe, have a, what whiskey would you choose for this week? What you got? This week's, what what whiskey would you choose is what whiskey would you? Did I say that? You, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I don't know what I said. <laughs> all right. All y'all listening. What whiskey would you choose when you're sitting around your fire pit drinking whiskey? Because it is fire pit season. Love it. Time to get out there, put some wood on the fire. Not a gas fire pit. Uh-uh. No. None of that. Yeah, wood burning light. fire pit. And if Robbie were here, he'd be saying solo stove. Oh. Or solo whatever thing. I have been seeing some good deals on those. I'm curious. Yeah, I'm thinking about, about one for Christmas. They know? look real nice. Wait, did one of y'all gift the other a solo stove for no, you gifted Robbie a pizza oven. Yeah, but it was like yeah. a sol no, it was a camp chef related pizza yeah, oven. Yeah, cool. that's right, that's yeah. right. I forgot yeah. about that, yeah. And I forgot, I'm sure you know, but we also gift each other something. That's Usually true. it's a bottle and something else. Mm -hmm. So prep your mind. <laughs> yep. I will yeah. think about it. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out. We got a month or two, um, or a month and a half. Um, what was I thinking? Okay, so, okay. Something comes to mind for me, but it is, reminds me of a camping whiskey. And I have my go-to camping whiskey, uh, which is Redbreast 12 Cast Strength. Ooh. Love that bottle. Love that experience for, like, hitting around a fire. Actually, okay. I had a friend reach out recently. He was a young guy and he was like, remember that time where we got to go camping and you shared a red breast 12 cast strength with me? I'm like, yeah, dude. And, and I was like, that was a moment. We had a moment, you know, yeah. around the campfire with some good cast strength, Irish whiskey. So yes, red breast 12 cast strength. Fun me. Nice. That is a fantastic answer. And never in a million years would I thought an answer to that was going to be an Irish whiskey. But mm -hmm. if it was going to be an Irish whiskey, might as well be that one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I was thinking a uh, uh, heavier, flavorful, high proof bourbon. Okay, okay. Okay. And so I'm going Booker's. Any batch. Booker's. Don't don't Ooh, care. Similar peanut enough. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna take the peanut vote and go for Booker's. Nice. I like that. I feel like peanuts will go well with a campfire. Yeah. It's like it's like popcorn. <laughs> peanuts everybody loves campfire roasted peanuts if that yeah. were a thing yeah. yeah whatever yeah it's great no i love that uh so no um uh two pick tuesday this week we're going to be drinking a sample from buffalo trace no who knows it could be uh william larue weller it could be george t stag sazrak 18 eagle rare 17 yeah, I Tom totally Sage didn't Handy. say any one of those names earlier. <laughs> yeah. Did you say it? We probably did. Yeah. In one ear and out the other. No. In if you caught it, you caught it. Out the freaking other. Hey, 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 don't rewind. Get your finger off hey, that. Don't rewind. Take your finger if, off the dial. <laughs> if you heard it, you heard it. If you didn't, you didn't. Just wait. Yeah. But you probably know. So we're going to be drinking that next week. And then uh, the week after, we're going to be drinking uh, batch eight 
uh, found north. And then, so we have a few episodes lined up, but we want to bring it back to two pick Tuesdays soon. So after those few episodes, we'll probably bring it back soon. So uh, keep an eye out on Instagram so you can vote for what we're drinking next. Not this week, not next week, but a soon week. And I hope our listeners will hang in there with us while we, uh, while we still make our decisions for ourselves. Oh yeah. And I hope I still have some firewood left over from my fire pit. Yeah, and I hope my wife uh, grows a fonder opinion of these longer episodes. <laughs> I know. I tried to. I hope no, I can fine. trim it down. I said that last week, didn't I? I yeah. said I hope I can trim I it know. down. She doesn't listen anyway, so. <laughs> and I hope maybe someday she will. And I hope your wife continues to listen. But most of all, listen. You're both yeah. idiots. I hope that our love of whiskey lifted your spirits. <laughs>